passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. That's right. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Are you doing a TikTok? Yes. TikTok. <laughs> Frey, we're going to need you to dance after the show today. There's not a <laughs> chance in hell I'm dancing. <laughs> All right. TJ, you can start the show by introducing yourself. It's been a while, but... Do you think I forgot my name? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Jeez. This might be a long show. Door Bumper Clear presented by Offer Pad is back. Did you miss us? Well, here we are again after Watkins Glen. Today we'll cover Kyle Larson spinning Christopher Bell, winning and tying Denny Hamlin for the points lead. Chase Elliott failing pre-race inspection and falling short of a three-peat, a car flying through the air and then winning the IndyCar race in Nashville, and the Cup Series racing on the Indianapolis road course instead of the Oval. Let's get started. Nobody's listening, but I don't care. I'm on an episode of Door Bumper Clear. Hey, everybody. I am TJ Majors, part of the 22 Cup Car, one truck. We've already kicked this show off, and Jason's got his hands full. But hey, what's up, Brett Griffin? I'm back. Uh, I feel like it's been forever since I've been in the studio. Spotted for, actually, I was Freddie's <laughs> all weekend. I spotted for Jeb Burton on Saturday. <laughs> How is that any different than <laughs> and any I other? I spotted day. for uh, Bubba Wallace on Sunday. <laughs> And I brought Freddie a bottle of Colonel Fannin's whiskey for his birthday. It's Freddie's birthday week. Happy fucking birthday. Oh, no, 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 no. You're not getting a birthday birthday week, too. I didn't didn't tell him to bring me a bottle. That is what this one does. (laughs) You are on the same page. I don't know. Nah, you always say it's my birthday week. If well, you say it's your birthday, you do that and hand me the bottle and expect me to drink it. Anyways, as Freddie takes the shot, what, uh, who are you? (laughs) <laughs> or you forgot some of the plastic. Alex you, want, Alex, you want a drink? Where's Dillner's coffee? No kidding. Uh, what's up, Freddie Kraft, spotter for Bubba Wallace, Jeb Burton. I, I do a battering ram in the truck series named Derek Krause. Oh, my um, gosh. <laughs> it's, just, it's just an eventful week. Thank God for Jeb. Save my weekend. Who would have thought that'd be the case? <laughs> and uh, anyways, hey, guys, Casey Boat here. Of course, have to give a shout out to Jason because he's already sick of us. First race, first. Never really got to do that. Week yes, thank you very back. much. This show would be even better if Jason actually let it run how it should. Sometimes you can't but he say always that. Rush, he always rushes us because he's going to be 
He's got to go up there and sort donors' post-it notes or something. For everybody who tweets us, I think we get like at least one or two tweets a week that says, hey, can we see an unedited version of the show? If we were to do an unedited (laughs) version of the show, I think everyone would be fired and it would be eight hours long. Freddie, I'm curious why your boss was at the race yesterday. Was he evaluating the spotter options with Brett there as well? I just want to bring this up. This is like, Jason, that is a great idea. So everybody <laughs> since, I don't know, last two years, every time a, a DBC fan sees me, they say, TJ sucks. Well, I have a new saying, F- Freddie. That's what I want you guys <laughs> to say. Because here's the text that I get from Freddie f***ing Kraft in the middle of driver intros. He texts me. <laughs> it's not that And late. he says, should have came to the truck. Michael Jordan was there. That who, was who does that? That was after the fact. Who no, does it that? It wasn't after the fact. It was during the fact. Text me now. Say get to the truck. Michael Jordan is here. I, oh, you should have came by the truck. You've never even been in the garage. You should have came by the truck. Michael Jordan was here. He wanted to meet you. I knew he the, specifically asked to meet me, and Freddie didn't do anything about it. <laughs> Why does he want to meet the, you? He doesn't want to meet this idiot. <laughs> the that was it. You didn't. The, never mind. I know. I know. I know. Sarcasm. The, no, you, no, you don't know. Okay, so how well, I this, don't know. How this played out was I was I was in the hall or talking to wheels, and it was probably quarter to two-ish. Michael Jordan doesn't just randomly show up. You know oh, he's coming. I had no idea he was coming. So I, I go to leave the hauler. Neither did I. And as I leave the hauler, he's, or I, went, I was outside getting water and standing outside, and here, I see this big entourage coming. I'm like, what the hell's going on here? And then there was one dude that was like – three feet tall and everybody else in the yeah. group. And I was like, oh, hi, how are you? <laughs> so then he walked in, and of course I had to go back in and just make sure I needed to sit in my wheels. And <laughs> wheels introduced me to Michael Jordan, so I got to shake the goat's hand. So you don't get starstruck. I don't get starstruck much, but when it's Michael Jordan, it's uh, – In your boss. Yeah, he, Michael called me after a race and basically told me <laughs> I did a great job <laughs> and that uh, you're a prick. So <laughs> I just want to pass that along. FF. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well – the first time we've had two weekends in a row off since 1991. What do you guys think of that? Loved it. Hashtag FF. <laughs> <laughs> it was nice. It was uh, weird. Yeah, it's long. It's good though. Like, cause you long. you can take a. It seemed like it was like a, a month. We just said we have 14 straight weeks left. I know, I think but it seemed like by the time you get to the second week, you're like, are we going racing yet? Are we going? Ra- I mean, I mean. Freddie, for you, the point was to take a week, a few weeks off, not go to every possible series you could go to. Well, I did. That's like Chad. He leaves to go racing because he hates I took people. a week off. I, didn't, I took a vacation. We went to Nashville for four or five days. That was fun. Um, came back. I had to go to my sister's wedding. So that was fun. That was in New York. So Meg got to enjoy those two. And then I went midget racing for three days with Chad and Chris. So you know, there's two people with major fetishes on the show. <laughs> I don't have a fetish. <laughs> was John in a wedding dress? <laughs> so yeah, what an idiot. John, they did a uh, first look, you know, my, obviously yeah, my first sister look, and yeah. first look, and they put John in the dress so that when my brother-in-law <laughs> Billy turned around, it was John standing there in a the dress instead of my sister. And poor guy, I think he was regretting his decision at that point, but he was too late for him. But it was fun. Congratulations to Aaron and Billy. They're miserable for the rest of their lives now. So You would have laughed at this, Freddie. So I flew all the way to Turks and Caicos to run in the Casey and Chad boat. We get on the plane, and they are literally sitting right behind me. So <laughs> typ- your t- typical me. Yeah. Typical me. You serious? 
Literally. <laughs> Literally. No, it was right next. It was li- like the same That's row. That's so funny. Right behind, no, right behind me the first flight. So I look at my kids who are sitting beside of me. No, and I it said, wasn't. I said, listen, if this kid behind us starts crying, you can't say anything because I know them. <laughs> it wasn't two seconds and Chloe, <laughs> Are like, you serious? Are you was Chloe and I so, so, so let me fast forward. That was the first leg. She was a great baby after that. The second leg, the second leg. We get we get off the plane. I have to get off last. My sister's in a wheelchair, so we, you know it's a process. So, yeah. I'm telling you, Freddie, it was a complete yard sale in their aisle. They couldn't have made a bigger mess. You know how you go to a restaurant and you see people leave a table, and you're like, man, yeah. I hope they tip well because holy cow, it it looked like they took like Are rich crackers serious? and just stepped so on them and like opened a wrapper, threw them up in the fucking air like confetti. It was like okay. one of them restaurants that serves peanut has peanuts as in the beginning. I should have took a picture. Yes. Okay. First off, <laughs> let's get the story straight. Hold here. on. Were you sure? Did you turn around and check and make sure it was Chloe crying? <laughs> it could have been Casey. That is no. such, I mean, it might have been Casey. <laughs> might have been Chad stuck with Casey First for off, a week. It was the flight home from Turks and Caicos. So after a week, we sat in the same, the same row. And I like to point out for everybody, Brett was so much nicer on the plane than he is on the show. Because we so. all had the shits. <laughs> <laughs> We'd had the shits for a week. Chloe did not cry whatsoever because I just watched Moana the whole time. And I cleaned up the mess. So You had a vacuum cleaner? Oh, my God. Are you serious? I am so mad at myself right now for not taking a picture. Are you serious? I totally cleaned up because I used to be a server, and I know what that's like. Your idea of cleaning up and my wife's idea of cleaning up are the exact same. Brett is just trying to be a and find something to talk about. I made, so, a deal with you. I made a deal with Casey before this show. If she did a good job hosting today, I would unblock her, and here we are. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, I should suck so that you don't unblock You don't want to be back. I don't want to know. Did you really know. make a mess? I did not. I swear. <laughs> I brought those I brought those wipe things. I cleaned it up. I, that was before the flight. T- Brett, you know Brett. He just has to find something to complain about. Hey, I, I know she the place. I know there. the house that you stayed at was really nice. Yeah, it was nice. All right, we need to stop talking because I'm already pissed off at we Brett, gotta, and we we've only we, means, we've only just started the show. That just means the show is going to be good. Anyways, okay, Watkins Glen thoughts: good race, bad race. I saw Jeff's poll so far; like 83 percent said it was a good race. TJ, watch out for Brad. They're high now. Yeah, <laughs> Brett. What uh? Did any conversations what, how happen is after that? that? How is that a good race? This these these polls are. They're skewed now, and I I love like I love the Glen, the great, and I always it's usually a, it's been good. They've had good racer, but with the way the stages are and stuff now, most of the time you got the people that just the people that are that short pit the stages. Everyone does it now, except for if you're the stage, if you're leading, you're probably not going to give up that point. Like no, that's what that's the position we were in. Never ever would you ever. That's the position we were in, so that kind of it cost us a little bit, but. With the way the stages are, everyone just pits. I, I forget. I think it was the truck race. Literally, the whole field short pit the stage, the last yeah, stage. Like, like the guy that was leading was uh, Austin Hill was leading. He short pit with two to go. Well, you don't ever like usually it's like split 50 50 because some guys want points. Every he won the stage, he short pit the stage and won the stage. Yeah, that's not <laughs> the, like now everyone it was okay for a while, but now everyone's on the same page. So we're basically right back to where we were with. No stages. Everyone's running in the same exact order, basically that you were before you pitted, before the state. You know what? I'm, like it doesn't. 
I don't know. We've talked about getting rid of uh, stages. Yeah, the or just I don't get rid of them. Just throw just throw or, the green checker and leave it green. Yeah, okay. Keep going. That's stage one. Yeah, because then you're then the strategies can still play out naturally. It's stage one screwed anyway because of the comp caution. Yeah, yeah. I think we're. I mean, just from watching it as a spectator, I think where people thought it was a good race was just the action and the constant back and forth. You know, the once again, the Xfinity series yes. put on a wonderful show. The truck mm-hmm. race was actually pretty exciting. The Cup series. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know what these people are voting for. They must be voting for that horsepower package. They're voting because I'm, I'm which I'm you, fine with. The, the horsepower Sunday, package the is Sunday great. race was a snooze fest. It wasn't great. They're, the first race I ever spotted in my life was at Watkins Glen at the bus stop in 2000. Yeah. And they were wrecking. There was dirt flying. It was a complete oh, disaster. Yeah. And this race, they come through there. Freaking wide ass open, it looks like driving straight through the bus stop like it's not a hard corner. And I'm literally sitting there going, 20 years ago, this was amazing to sit back yeah. here. And now it's like, you know what I miss? It's, I mean, made TJ that says it all the time. You say slot cars, and it's like I was like. watching a slot car race. And sometimes the only time they reg is when it pops off once in a while, which is like, which is now usually only wheel hopping. That's really the only wrecks we have is so when they wheel two hop. Two cars wrecked back there Blaney yeah. and Logano. And both of them look like they wheel hopped it. Yeah. We spun out back here? Yeah. We did? Yeah. <laughs> no one told you? Nobody told TJ. <laughs> no idea. Was Brad behind us? <laughs> uh, Brad was definitely behind everybody. I mean, that guy looked like he went to Big Al's with us before the race. <laughs> like, I mean, he spun out, coming to the comp, then he blows well, through the corner and backs into TJ. <laughs> Yeah, that so was, did you have I think a chance to? Twice did you, he did. Yeah. Did you have a chance to tell like Joey that hey, you know, no, watch I, out? I didn't for think your... he was going to get there. I saw him start spinning like ah, uh, he's pretty far back. God, uh, oh, Trump. get it straight. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you can even if you tell your driver when they're turning through that corner like give room. Get they're only going to move up a like we were good. Joey actually moved a little bit before Brad got there and. Still got us. I mean, there's just no it, way. It's a 90-degree corner. The same thing happened to us. I don't know, it was like the first or second lap. We go bailing off in there, and Newman blows the corner. I saw it. And I'm, yeah. like, I'm like, check up, check up. And he probably had no idea why I was telling him to check up until Newman went flying by him backwards in the grass <laughs> and came across the racetrack in front of him. Yeah. I don't think um, – I think we were just a little too far in front. Like, it, it was just lined up perfect. We probably couldn't do it again if we tried. But Here's what i got to say about Watkins Glen. It is a beautiful part of the country. And at 23, I didn't care, right? I didn't notice it. And at 45, I'm like, this place is gorgeous. But people don't keep their yards up. There is <laughs> everywhere. There is long See, but I think it's the opposite. Uh, well, d- d- you're like, what I see there is everyone's got these huge yards. The grass is mowed, but there's so much random stuff in their yards. Random. Like, see, it's like there's a yard sale, but nobody's selling anything. Exactly. That's, that's, it I've looks also like Casey's that. freaking airplane road. But all the, I will say all the grass is usually mowed. <laughs> You know, like all the grass was mowed, but like, God, you you don't know what you're gonna see. No, I mean, I'm, you'll be like dirt modified, and then you'll see so much random stuff. Like, mm. I mean, I need like bicycles. I saw that dirt modified leaving yesterday too. Yeah, uh, too. You, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah I, the thing that drove me crazy, and I kept seeing videos of this. Y'all clean your damn yard. And <laughs> talking about that, clean your mess up. Like I saw multiple videos. Casey, of, clean your mess up Casey, next time. Of like people standing on the fences in the bus <laughs> yeah. stop and the carousel and just throwing their beer cans. Over the fence into the grass. Well, I'm assuming you're not jumping the fence after the race to go get that. So, like, what the hell are you doing? Put Bring a trash bag. Throw your damn cans away. What are you doing? That's crazy because I think they used to pay for recycling in New York. It used to be, they, five, yeah, cents. Used to be five cents a can. It probably still is, I think. Some kids probably over there grabbing yeah, all Yeah, if he was smart, he was. 
Yeah. I thought I saw John. You know, <laughs> <laughs> nah, he, he was over a, the fence. He was at church. He's in his, <laughs> still in the dress. Um, you know what I what they've done to the Glen that I don't really like. If you look at the curbs, like when you get to the bus stop, the, back like when like you used to watch Robbie Gordon, literally the right sides would be in the air, like Sonoma kind of turn four or five, whatever it was down there. The right hander, you know how they hit that curb there. Like that's the way Robbie Gordon looked through the bus stop every single time. Now they've got flat curbs. Them guys are they're all four over the, the one the first right hander. Oh. They're all four as far as they can go to the left. And, and the there's right. no penalty no, for they just it at all. Like. In. Yeah, like the re. I think that's part we, of the we reason. We need those things that the Roval has. What do they call them? The turtles? turtles, shells, or something. But even leaving the bus stop, Ninja Turtles. Leaving the bus stop, they got that camera that's like head on out of the bus stop. And there's a curb. It, it's like as wide as this table, flat. Like where? Where's the penalty for missing? Yeah. There's no penalty for missing any of the corners. We used to have leaving the carousel. We used to have that grass over there. Where hey, if you get over there. It's going to be big. Yeah. Now they pave and everybody runs over there and it's easy as can be. So I feel like they've really made the track a lot easier, which makes the drivers not have to be as good. You know, you don't have to be as precise through the bus stop, things like that. The biggest thing that they're fighting is wheel hop. I mean, what, what do most spinouts come from the road course wheel now? Hop. When they yeah. wheel hop. And that's yeah. like. But 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 look, I mean, look, Watkins Glen, man, my whole life. I say turn one and Watkins Glen track, is the though, hardest though. Corner in, in in the freaking on the on the circuit. How many people wrecked yesterday in turn one? Three. Yeah, maybe Wreck, nobody wrecked. Really, just a couple spins. I mean, like, Newman usually died into one. It was twice. Newman. Usually, Brad. Usually, eighteen laps into a run, you see somebody bust their butt. You don't see that anymore. Like, yeah, it's, you don't. I don't know. You just don't. We don't can't know. keep making these cars easier mm-hmm. to drive. We got to make them harder to drive. Sorry, the, the harder you push the tires down another racetrack. The more grip they're going to have. I saw guys come into that bus stop. They'd hit that that jump y'all were talking about the right hander. Boom! They'd hit it. They turn left. They bust loose sideways. When you say hit it though, that thing's only coming like. But they gather it right up. Yeah, like, they're not like, gather. Got it. You could throw like you could put. I mean, you could throw some a big bucket under Robbie Gordon's car when he go over that thing. You can't when they hit it now. It's like boop, 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 right back down. Yeah, yeah, and I, I don't know. I've missed them days where they come in there and you see them skating a little bit, barely making it, you know, hitting that curb, upsetting the car. Now there's none of that, really. Well, before we head into Spot On, Spot Off, let's hear a little bit more about our amazing presenting sponsor, OfferPack. Denny and Harrison, welcome to the OfferPack family. Thanks. Yeah, we're excited. You guys ready? You know we're ready. You know at OfferPass, we're fast too. All online, cash offer in 24 hours. But we also like to make sure that each home selling experience feels special, easy, and different. You guys look awesome! OfferPad really is different. Yeah, awesome different. Home selling with OfferPad is awesome different. Request your free cash offer today at OfferPad.com. Hey, what's up, BBC fans? We're headed to Indianapolis this weekend, and our presenting sponsor, OfferPad, has some awesome different news for you. Indianapolis is now home to an offer pad market. Here's your chance to move to the racing capital of the world or sell your home in the Indianapolis area and get a great cash offer. Indy's an awesome city to live in, a great sports town, and you can't forget about St. Elmo's. Now OfferPad wants to help you make that move. St. Elmo's Shrimp Cocktail is the bomb. Take somebody you've never took and don't tell them how hot it is. It's simple to get this process started to sell your home. Log on OfferPad.com and tell OfferPad about your house, and then you'll get a cash offer within 24 hours. That's an awesome different way to sell your home. Don't miss out on this great chance to move to Indy or any of OfferPad's other markets. 
When asked where you heard about offer pads, select the NASCAR option so they know we sent you. Spot on, spot off. Yeah. Kyle Larson spins Christopher Bell, battling for second, entering turn one while closely racing Martin Truex Jr. for the lead. And I have to give a shout out to Wikipedia because he had a great point. The Chili Bowl rivalry continues on Sunday. Spot on, spot off. Casey, what do you think? <laughs> spot on, spot off. Freddie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm all about it. Uh, these guys race against each other across many different platforms, so... You know they've they've done, and they've done it forever. They ran to the same team, Keith Coons, forever. Uh, they ran, they both ran for Chad last year. Uh, so you know it's uh, it's a rivalry for sure. You know I forget where was it. I think it was Bristol, Bristol that, Dirt. That was a Bristol Dirt where Christopher spun out and Kyle ran into him. Yeah, I think and so. Kyle was pissed off at Christopher there. Uh, but you know this deal happened in one. It's just I, I almost I don't want to blame Christopher, but it's he spent way too much time being way too nice to his teammate leading and kind of put himself in this position, in my opinion, because I felt like he was way better than the 19 and obviously wasn't going to really force the issue because of a teammate. But now you've allowed Larson to get there. And then when Larson gets there, he gets a little run in a one and, you know, you, you don't give him, you know, you're racing. So you're not going to give him a ton of room. And Larson kind of gets in there. We saw it all weekend. I think we did it to the damn 51 in the Xfinity race. Guy gets in the bottom. He gets in there hot, trying to get a position on the guy. Locks the tire up just a little bit. Slides up a quarter of a lane, and and now you're turning the guy around. I could hear Casey's heart breaking all the way in, in New York from this happening to, <laughs> to Christopher Bell. You know, I mean, I know they go way back. And the, the the weird thing for me though, I think they're I think it goes back to remember when Christopher had a decent run on Martin and he didn't do anything with it, and then yeah. Kyle Larson got a really nice run on Christopher. And Christopher made a huge block going down that front yeah, stretch. Down the, by the inside wall. Remember that? Oh, yeah. So so when I look at this thing happening and playing out. Just saying, if we would have done that, it would have been like. TJ's a, TJ yeah, sucks. We, we are yeah. terrible. Yeah, you're but, a blocking idiot. Yeah, yeah. Christopher. Uh, but, 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 but Christopher made a huge block there. Huge block. And he ran him all the way down. And I still think it comes back to, okay, if you're going to race me like that, I'm going to race you hard. I don't think Kyle meant to wreck him. But he certainly meant to pass him. He did and, apologize. And, and he in got his in interview. too deep. Dude, that five got down the front trash and could he, drive he, so Apologizing deep doesn't one. do anything for me. No. No. If you wreck, like Carl Edwards, oh, say, I didn't mean to wreck you. And I'm smiling, f off. Like, you wreck me, I'm going to kick your ass. I think they're in the same weight class. They should fight it out. <laughs> you know what? It's funny about that. You say Carl's because I watched something was, I don't know how it came up, but like, he did an interview after winning Gateway when he wrecked Brad really bad on the front stretch there. And were you at that race? No, but yeah, I, you, I know what were you there about. for that one. Do you could hear the hits like car, car guys weren't lifting; they were all coming in there, and you could like you know how you can hear a car hit the wall, you kind of feel it. Yeah, there was like four or five of them in a row right in front of you, and Carl's like, "Yeah, well, I don't, you know, I'm not going to be raced like that," and blah blah blah. Then then I go back, I'm looking like he sent he sent um, Kyle at Richmond, like he's the like you can't say you don't do that; you are exactly that. Yeah. Like exactly that. Carl was the worst. He was pretty bad, but um, Ricky smile, say I'm sorry. Hey, Kyle Larson wins race. Christopher Bell doesn't. Yeah. And I will say that that fight like Kyle could get down the front stretch so good. He could drive so deep into one, but if he got offline, it's almost like he didn't have a very good judge of where to like he's going so fast. If he moved his line out a little bit, he's going a little faster than what he then he can make the corner down there, but 
Larson has won two road courses this year. Sonoma and Watkins Bell's Glen. won the other one. He should have won Daytona. Yeah. He choked. Guess who won that? Chris Bell won yeah. it, right? But but look at look at Hendrick Motorsports and Chase Elliott, how dominant they are. And Chase Elliott was a second faster than the field at the end of the race. How does that happen? So that Watkins Glen Watkins Glen's turned into like since the repave and they fixed like all them curbs that are widening out, it's turned into like a super speedway road course now. It like kind of. Like it's not the uh technical it's not the technical, you know, hey, stay off this curb, stay off that curb. It is I mean, uh it's hard to describe. I don't Balls know. Balls to the wall. Yeah, and there's plenty of room for like a lot of room. A lot of room. There's not, hey, here's stay in this little tight area. You know, it's hammer down, man. There's a it's a high speed racetrack. Yeah. So if you're going fast and you can turn, you're gonna be pretty successful there. Chase Elliott falls one spot short of a Watkins Glen three-peat after failing pre-race inspection for an issue with the rear window air deflector. Spot on, spot So surprised and made up TJ. all that ground. Um, you know, I don't know how Tell to Tell us be. how you really <laughs> feel. I, I, I mean, we all know. You know when, it got, when a car like that, 19, um, 9, you know when those guys don't pass, they are going to be a factor for the win. It's and it's so it's weird that it's like that, um, but I think we all know when you see Chase, when you read that on when you read that on social media or something before the race or you're in the garage and hey the night, yep he's gonna be super fast today yeah when so. you especially when it's something like that you know what I mean like so the rear air deflector is that little shark fin deal that that runs down the C post behind the driver's side of the car and they got busted because it was too thin and I've talk to people in the garage they're like yeah we could see that as the thing was rolling through the garage so it's pretty obvious and we've talked about on here a hundred times like you're going to bring things to the racetrack that are obvious for them to find hoping that they find that and go okay yeah we got them that's it now we're not you know that thing's changed within like five screws maybe five little bolts (laughs) yeah and then they put another it's a different one so (laughs) so you know these teams are they're they're not stupid they know what they're doing they're they're going to play the game just like they always have and it's no coincidence that the two guys that got busted for this were the nine and the twenty, and I would say they were probably two of the three fastest cars yesterday. Yeah, with the, the, nine, five. the nine had the fastest car, and he didn't win the race because he screwed up. He admitted yeah. it after the race. One caution, and he probably oh, wins yeah. the race. Oh yeah, but and that's the thing too. We had no, we had no real, no real cautions really for no wrecks. No, like we used to have. Every once in a while, you'd have some good wrecks at the Glen. You know, like. You know, you used to be able to wreck and not get away with it. Now, no matter what corner you spin off of, unless you do something up through the S's, you've got a, a cornfield and a half to get it straight and drive back, keep going again. Not that it shouldn't be safe, but there's no, there's just no, um, it's like Talladega. It's wide, you know, it's huge. I'll tell you one thing that might be contributing to the fact that it's a 85% good race was the fact that it was only two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So bad. that was Yeah, nice. that was, Yeah. A couple I mean, yellows on that thing's 30 minutes longer. Oh, yeah. But it was nice to get home. I mean, we got home. I landed. The sun was still up. Or you were on my plane. But. I'll tell you what, though. I, and this isn't in anything. NASCAR did a really good job all weekend of streamlining the cautions. Like, we would that open pit road, and it was one to go that lap in the bus stop most of the time, which took off. They must listen to our show. Well, it must. I mean, how many minutes does that take off oh, they on, do. for a caution? You're talking what? Freddie got in trouble because they listened to our show. I didn't get in trouble. <laughs> oh, do you share? I didn't get in any trouble. Yeah, they didn't like something he said. I didn't, they I don't didn't, like anything I say, I so f- you're, say, you're I, good. I didn't get in any trouble. <laughs> they NASCAR is great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. 
Hey, Kip, call me this week. I got something I want to tell you. I, and I, I'm going to say it on the show. Yeah, just say these, it here. What are you waiting for? These spotters are like freaking little bitches. They get to the roof. and Who are you talking tape. about? He can say that now that he's not spotting TJ just spotted spit his Celsius out. These freaking guys get to the roof and tape all these spots off. I show up. And there is, I mean, there is, there is no room for me to stand on the spotter stand. And I'm like, fuck you guys, get out of the way. And I went up there and stood on the front row. Thanks to Hayden Reeves. He helped me. What does uh, Kip have to do with that? Kip needs to freaking make the rule go back to what it used to be. Pick your spot based on where you qualify. These guys like Tab Boyd getting a Talladega on Tuesday and taping off 20 spots and TJ having a friend that works at Talladega taping off the other 20. That's got to stop. It's only two or three. It's got to stop. Maybe four. It's out of hand. Sounds like high school drama. It is. It is. It's like a bunch of girls. So I wanted to do a deal where new tracks, because we all kind of know where you go at these places. like Ish, yeah. You just go back to your same spot that you've been going to. Bus stop, second spot or stuff's always a fiasco. Like anytime you go to somewhere back, like you don't know who's going to be there or what. Speaking but, of second spotter, this one guy asked me after the race if I had a few minutes. He wanted to talk to me about something. I, was he in your car? Because if that's the only chance he had. <laughs> Bro. When the race is over, I'm leaving. I don't care yeah, if Jesus is standing there and wants to talk to me. I laugh. I'm leaving we're, right then. We're coming around on the cool down lap in the Xfinity race, and Jeb's like, "Hey, Brett, I hear him. I'm I'm going down the stairs as we speak." Yeah. And and I hear Jeb's going, "Hey, Brett, thanks a lot, buddy. Appreciate your help back here." And I'm like, "Yeah, he's halfway to Ithaca already." <laughs> yeah. I mean, Clint, that time at, when when Ryan Newman wrecked Clint after the race at Charlotte, I don't have any idea what's happened. Clint calls me after the race. He's like, "What was that about?" I said. I don't know what you're talking about. He said, I remember that. Freaking Newman wrecked me after race. I'm like, oh, I didn't see it. I was, I was calling. <laughs> when I say checker flag, I'm leaving right then. I said, I don't know. Did you hear me on Channel 2? You said, coming back to the checker. I said, later, Brett. <laughs> <laughs> no, because Channel 2 was already off. <laughs> Channel 2 off, NASCAR off, listening to myself off. I only got one radio left. It is, it is kind of – you weren't – I mean, you haven't – like. You're going you to have a fist fight on the spotter stand over these spots before it's over. I'm well, telling you. It, it's bad. And when we do, right. it's going to be NASCAR's fault because this is bull. It, it's kind of, we go to these, I was worried about the new tracks because you go to these new tracks. None of us ever been there. We don't really, like, I've been staying in the same spots for 17 years. Like, just like you. I mean, you, um, you go to where you've been going and we go to these new tracks. Well, if you're not there on Tuesday, it's ridiculous. You don't, and here we are. I'm, Six, seventh, whatever, in the points, whatever, and I, I'm behind. Like I get to pick behind. You you don't like, need everybody. Rick Ware Racing having the best spots on the spotter stand because your truck driver got there on Monday night. I'm sorry, NASCAR needs to fix this problem. You're gonna be pissed off when you come back full time next year and your spots gone. Back. My phone has rang three times this year. Want me to come back? I full-time. basically just heard. That Brett's going to be in a fist fight with somebody. Yeah, basically it's Brett. He's, he's laying the groundwork for when he beats somebody up. Only, next year. A- <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. <sighs> that, that's it's already laid out now. Yep, that pretty much sums it up. Let, let us know when you know which driver. My blood pressure. My blood pressure. Kip, fix this problem. My blood pressure's going up. Back you to are quest. part time. You're Casey. I'll go spot off because we know what's going to happen when a guy gets deep. When a guy gets put to the back, we know what's it's, it's, there's there's more to it. Brett, spot on, spot off. Uh, he forgot what he was talking about. Uh, man, TJ hit the nail on the head. When we see, I mean, look at Phoenix. Chase Elliott sent to the rear. <laughs> Half second faster than the field. Game over. I mean, literally. Uh, NASCAR, man, look at look at what's happening here. There's a trend. Guys that are sent to the rear are cheating or attempting to cheat. 
and they're going through tech two and three times. Like tighten it up. Don't don't if they fail once, make the second time be they got to do a pass through. Make the crew chief sit in a room during the race. Like make yeah. it tougher on these guys. We've said that on here before. We're, we're being too easy on them. And and you they you know you see the headline is oh Adam Stevens and Alan Gus has been thrown out. They're not thrown out. They're sitting in a bus texting the guy on the on the you know pit box. Or oh, they're it, on the digital. They're on the digital they're not, radio. They're, not even, they're, like, not, they're, they're literally on the digital radio talking. So listen, if you want to penalize these guys, make the penalty stiffer so there's a reason why they don't do it. You know, or let the crew chief sit in the NASCAR hauler for the entire race. Maybe they'll think about it twice before they do it again. I don't know. There's just it. It's, Team, it's, there's a lot of really smart people in the garage, and they know. I mean, they know how to work. Okay. Yeah. So. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, Brett, they can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And, and there's really no shame these days in, in, in getting help when you need it. It can, man. And you got to be careful and uh, you don't want to carry that around by yourself. That's where these guys come in handy. Whether you've been in therapy uh, or new to the process, BetterHelp will give you the tools and to positive thinking and coping skills and how to manage those boundaries. Therapy empowers you to be the best version of yourself. Therapy is not just for those with major traumas. You know, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out one brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash bumper today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash bumper. Kyle Larson ties Denny Hamlin for the points lead with three races remaining for the regular season championship and 15 playoff points. He's just like spot on teasing Denny right now. Yeah. Like, hey, here I am. I'm almost there. <laughs> this is, it's over. Just trying to make this it exciting. This is terrible. This is terrible. <laughs> what do you mean? Poor Denny. <laughs> FF. Although I saw he did say that it keeps him on his toes, so yeah, maybe he it likes does. it. So the, spot off, he first needs of to all. thank Kyle for winning Watkins Glen, and it wasn't some oddball. Yeah, I'm really, really, though, I mean, if someone odd. Yeah, it wasn't going to be an oddball winning there, though. Just saying. What if? Uh, at Let me see. I had this notes somewhere here. 146-point deficit 13 races ago. Eight races ago, it was a 76-point deficit. Is that your math or something? And else's? now this is tied. No, it's my math. Yeah. Uh, Somebody should back check it. It's tied now. So you so made up 146 points in 13 races. So you're saying Quinn Half can still make the chance. Quinn Half has got a shot next <laughs> week. He's probably only 700 points out. Um, But, I mean, this is ridiculous with Larson. I mean, he's already got – like, if the playoffs ended today, if the, if the playoffs started today without the next – Whatever we got, three or four races left. He's already got almost more points than anybody's ever had in the play going in the playoffs before. He's got fifty-two points if he wins a regular season championship with the bonus points he's got now. Harvick had the most last year with fifty-seven, but I mean he's going to have if nothing really changes and the guys finish where they're at. Like Denny Hamlin, look how many playoff points do you think Denny Hamlin has? Fifteen, five. Ooh. So I yeah, mean, they don't have any wins. So. So he's won five we stages. Have, he's we might have more have, playoff points than him. He's oh yeah, you do. Uh, almost everybody does. He's going to have probably like a twenty-five to thirty-point cushion over second when he gets to the playoffs, and then over third. I mean, over fourth, where he's really only worried about because he only needs to be in the top four to make Phoenix. He's going to have a race where he can just skip the race and not not go there and and have and still be in the top four in points. So 
I mean, it's pretty impressive what he's done. We saw this kind of with Harvick last year and some guys, Truex, a few years ago. Um, you know, they they basically have a bye to the playoffs as long as you know you don't you don't have what happened to Kevin last year where you just have a one horrible round and and you're out. But I mean, <laughs> this this is pretty ridiculous. Kyle Larson's pretty good. Turns out, I saw, Casey, there's some stat you've seen yep. earlier. <laughs> a stat from Nick Bromberg. Uh. Larson has won. Larson won six races in 223 races at Chip Ganassi Racing, yet has won five races in 23 races. Kyle Larson had one good year there. Won four races in one year, if if my memory serves me correct. Otherwise, he wasn't really that big of a contender to win races. We knew. He wasn't consistent. We knew how good he was. Yeah. We knew how good he was. We knew he wasn't in great stuff, and now he's in great stuff. Those races that he won there, though, like – not that he's not getting up on the wheel now, but like those races that he won that year, he was like, it, it was impressive to watch. Like he would get up by the fans. Like I think Michigan might have been one, um, but like you, when he won in that car, that, that kid was wheeling the hell out of it in that thing. Yeah, people always say, "Man, look how many races he won. We got good stuff." How many championships does Jimmy Johnson win if he's at Chip Ganassi Racing? IndyCar Cup. Cup. <laughs> Jimmy Johnson? I don't know. I think he still wins championships because he's Jimmy Johnson. I don't know. It's tough to say. Equipment, cars, you can't, a ton. You can't go, and, and you've said on here multiple times, I've said on here multiple times, Jimmy Johnson's the best race car driver of that of that era. You're not going to be the best race car driver. Or are you? Are we? Are we going back on that and saying that he was just in the best car now, or was he the best race car driver? I'm just asking you a question. I know what, what, you didn't is, answer. Is it. Jimmy Johnson going to win seven championships at Chip Ganassi Racing? No, I don't. No. I don't. No. No. The because hell no. Yeah, I don't think he wins. The answer seven. is he don't win. He doesn't win two. He might uh, win one. He ain't going to win two. I think he, he, he might win. Yeah, he might. I think he could win. Like Freddie said, though, it's hard to. Ron hide Montoya, you. Kyle Larson. Tell me race car drivers better than them two guys. Jimmy Johnson. Yeah. Okay. How much better than them two guys is he? I don't know. No chance. No chance he wins more than one championship at Chip mm-hmm. Ganassi Race. I don't know. I think it's possible that he could. I think he was – I think Jimmy – he's won seven championships. How can you not say he wouldn't? I know he's in good cars, but um, – When's the last time Richard Childress Racing won a championship? Harvey? Well, Dale, no, Dale Earnhardt. How many? How many championships? I mean, yeah, you're exactly right. <laughs> Kevin Harvick left there. What did he do? Championship. Yeah, he's pretty good too. Just saying. Interesting. Spot on. Spot off. Ty Gibbs now has more Xfinity Series road course wins this season than AJ Allmendinger and Austin Cindric combined after his Watkins Glen victory. Spot on. Spot off. Brett. I want to start a campaign. I want Mike Harmon to drive the 54 car before the end of the season. <laughs> And I want to see how good he can do. And if you don't like Mike Harmon in it, then put B.J. McLeod in it. What are you trying to say? I, I think I could win in the 54 car right now. They've won eight out of the last ten races. So you think it's the car, not the driver? I think Ty Gibbs is an amazing race car driver. I think Ty Gibbs in he's, – He's done well. I mean, I, I've been very impressed with Ty. I think some of the moves he's made does not make him look like a rookie. I think he is more advanced than what you were saying that is just the car. I think Ty Gibbs is a great race car driver. I think Ty Gibbs in the – what's a playoff car? 18 wins. 
How many races 18 won this year? That is one one. How many is Ty Gibbs? Hemrick has never won a race. If if Ty Gibbs is in 18, oh, how many Xfinity. wins does he have? Yeah. yeah. No, I don't think he has any wins in 18 this year. I think 54 is a rocket. I, to me, this is what happened. This is like an Austin Dillon situation. There's a lot going into that car right now. Like, that's similar. Remember when Chase Elliott was at Junior Motorsports? And when William Byron was at Junior Motorsports? What happened, TJ? A lot went into that car, didn't what, it? What do you – Apparently. What? Okay. I mean, you could say it's the car, but I'm pretty sure Ty Dillon got in there and was non-factor multiple times this year. So is is Ty Dillon Mike Harmon, or is Ty Gibbs better than expected? Ty Gibbs is better than Ty Dillon. Oh, 100%. But what tracks did he run, though? He ran Daytona, which isn't really – He run Vegas. He run uh, <sighs> Daytona. He run uh, – he's run three or four times. And, also, and though, was And was – I also don't think being best. out of the but, seat hurts a little bit too. Being but, out of the seat, Ty yeah. Gibbs just started. <laughs> no, I but mean, I'm, yeah, if, he's been if, running if every Ty weekend. If Ty Dillon gets years, in though. that car at this weekend at Indy or Michigan, this this car has peaked. It's the fastest car out there. So, do you think if Ty Dillon got in there this week, he'd win? Michigan, he would. Michigan, yeah. Not, I'm, I'm right. not saying he would win Indy. I, he wouldn't win Michigan. He wouldn't be in the top five in Michigan. I think he could run top. I think he could run around fifth. Nope. But. I don't know. If I think TJ could run fifth. Nope. I could probably run fifth. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you could run. Listen, the, the, I listen. We've talked. Ty Gibbs. Ty, yeah. Ty Gibbs going into this year, you didn't really know what to expect. And I mean, he come out of the gate firing at Daytona, goes out and wins a race. And the most impressive thing to me about this week was, you know, he gets two bad restarts in the last ten laps. Sinjer gets in front of him. I mean, he passes him back. He passed him back. He goes back. Same thing with AJ with three or four to go, whatever it was. This son was hauling you, you ass seen through, the, through bus the bus stop. You should yeah. have seen it. There, there was. I saw they had when live. They had the bumper cam on Sinjic's car, and when Sinjic was leading and Ty was second, and it was probably like a three car gap getting in there. And by the time they left the bus stop, he was shoving him into the car. So AJ Hamendinger is a pretty good road course racer. Yeah, I mean, Cindric's and AJ bad came too. into the bus stop about a car length off of him. And when they left the bus stop, he was four car lengths off of him. He drove it in deeper. He got the car to stick. He got back to the gas, and he said, "See ya." Well, that's driver. That's not car. No, not at all. It's just driver. AJ doesn't know what the hell he's doing in the bus stop. I mean, what's he ever won at the Glen? Oh, <laughs> yeah. just a cup race or two. You know. I mean. Fast cars go fast. So you think yes. so next year. And it's year, easier to groom a guy. It's easy to make a guy look good in a fast car though, too. Oh, yeah, and I think Ty I think Ty's a, he's gonna be a cup driver one day. Oh. For sure. No, no chance. <laughs> think, Where you, nah, what makes yeah. you say that? What team do you think you'll <laughs> I mean, race but he's for? Doing, Who's he gonna drive for? <laughs> I think Ty's work ethic and what he's doing, the path that he's on, you know, he's learned he makes some aggressive young moves, but they're all gonna do that. His name's know? on the building. Is he <laughs> is he, I mean, you assume he's full time next year. Is he the is he the instant championship favorite? For I next think year? he's I think he's the instant sh- dude, I'm gonna tell you something. Joe Gibbs is obviously smart. I wouldn't touch that team. Chris Gale is my guy through and through. The fifty four car, that's my guy, that's my spotter, whoever his spotter is. I've never met the guy. Like I'm not touching anything on that team. Uh, the only thing that I would change if I was Ty Gibbs this year. So Ty, do the opposite of this, Stop please. getting in these stupid pissing matches with Corey yeah. Heim in these ARCA races. These <laughs> Why? Two it's idiots, fun to watch. It's fun to watch, but, I mean, you you end up looking dumb. Like, 
One spins one out, then the next one spins the other one out next week, and then they're just back and forth, little Twitter birds. Without without them doing that, though, the ARCA series has no flair this year. Well, you can race each other without wrecking each other. Well, like, race hard. need to wreck each other. Well, that's what they're doing. They're just going in there and wrecking each other, I week mean, in and week out. Ty's so got to be the bigger man in that. Yeah. I mean, you, you've got a lot more on the line than you're, he does. You're, on, you're, you're literally skipping down the yellow brick road. Yeah. yeah. Literally. Like, you're... You're Dorothy and Toto and all the things. Yeah, your future's just, way mapped just, out. Just keep skipping down the yellow brick road. Don't do nothing stupid. All right, we're yeah. getting off topic here. How are we off topic? <laughs> we're talking about Ty Gibbs. Switching gears to IndyCar. Marcus Erickson flies through the air on the lap four restart and then comes back to win IndyCar's inaugural Nashville street race. Spot on, spot off, TJ. I'm spot on, man. The dude, <laughs> if he had a sponsor... On the bottom of his car, I could have told you what it was. <laughs> he comes back and wins the race. I, I didn't understand. So we were taking off right as the race was starting, kind of. Mm-hmm. And Lucky you. <laughs> and we saw the, like, I saw the video of this guy running. I don't know who he ran. Who he run over? Bourdais? Yes. Uh, just drives over the back of him like Gravedigger and takes off, flies through the air. And I'm like, wow, what an idiot. And then we t- we're flying. We land like an hour and a half later. And Drew, Drew Herring looks at me and goes, Hey, that guy's leading. I'm like, what guy? He's like <laughs> yeah. the one that was flying through the air. I was like, no way. Like, I figured, yeah. I didn't even, I don't remember the end of the wreck. And then, sure enough, we got to Big Al's last night, and Brett's like, look at this. Marcus Erickson won the race. I Dude, he's like, driving around with his nose cone all folded up and stuff. <laughs> then he's leading the race and wins. So, hey. I guess they build up things strong. Spot on, spot off. There. Spot, spot on, on for whatever strategy they pulled to <laughs> come back from that because that's impressive, man. I what mean, a genius. <laughs> Yeah, what'd you say? Did you say Jimmy Johnson got disqualified or something? Yeah, DQ'd. He, uh, I guess his team did something under a red flag, kicked him out of the race. I was wondering what happened there. I didn't know, huh? I have to give a shout out to IndyCar though, because that track was pretty cool. I, I was scared as they came over the bridge. Well, they have boats on both sides. They were like, did you see that? No. So they had two boats on both sides of the bridge and in the water. So if something did happen, they were divers were equipped, ready to go. Something happened. How does NASCAR not do that first? Like, how are we not involved in that? What, like, boats? No, going to freaking <laughs> Nashville Street Course. Like, how badass is this? What an epic event. Have you, I know there's been talk of doing street courses someday soon. Have you guys heard any more about it? Chicago's all we keep hearing, rumors. Yeah. We need a schedule to come out. It's freaking August. We're, I mean, put the schedule out. This is always, the, we're right in the middle. This is where Brett. We're gonna have two or three shows about the schedule. Brett, yeah, Brett will just talk schedule. about it. He's a schedule guy. What, what, trying to sell what sponsors. Are we, what are we? Uh, I got three sponsors I'm working on. Give me the schedule. Like, what, why <laughs> is it so hard? Do you think we don't know where we're going next year right now? I mean, I, uh, think, I think they're. they're I, I think, think it's pretty much done. Yeah. Then why don't we know where we're going? I don't. I, I don't know though. I mean, maybe they put Nashville on there. Who Ask knows? Bob. Bob will tell you. Bob, send us a response. Bob Pockrass. 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 Send us a Fing response, Bob. Fing. Spot on, spot off. Trackhouse Racing selects Ross Chastain as the driver of its second car for 2022. Team owner Justin Mark says, I love that Chastain didn't bring any funding to the team. Spot on, spot off. Freddie. Uh, spot on for Ross. I think he was the obvious choice. Maybe after Kurt, you know, I think they're probably the best uh, two free agents. So you're not going to get Kurt, who, who's great, by the way. Um, if you're not going to get Kurt, you might as well get Ross. Um, the money thing, you know, and Ross has shown speed. You know, he's been fast the last, uh, I don't know what, maybe two months. Ever since, it was kind of ever since they blew up those motors at the Coke 600. 
them two Ganassi cars hauled ass after Hendrick came out and apologized for whatever they were doing there. Um, so he's shown speed the last month or two, so I think it's a good choice by Justin to get. Uh, Ross is a is a hard nosed guy. He's going to race his ass off, and uh, it's, it's the money thing, though. You know, it, it, well, I guess that's a good reason. If you, if you're a team owner, why would you say I like a guy not bringing me money? I mean, wouldn't you want money? I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. It takes money to run, doesn't it? Uh, look, Ross can drive a race car. Uh, he he's done better this year than I thought he would have done. He's been a top seven guy at road courses. Um, so are you saying you're wrong? You were wrong? Wrong about what? You thought he was going to suck? I didn't think he was going to suck. I thought he was going to wreck a lot because he wrecked a lot last year. He knocked the right side off the car at how many races, Freddie? Half? All of them, I think. Seemed like all of them. Um, and cup cup cars are – I mean, it's the cup series, right? It's supposed to be harder. Um, I mean, Ross came on this show and said the Xfinity cars were more fun to drive than the cup cars. He probably got in trouble for it, but he said it. Obviously, they're hard to drive. But anyway, I think that uh, – I'm surprised by this a little bit because I still think if I'm Justin Marks and, – and Justin Marks is new to the ownership side of the Cup Series. And if I'm Justin Marks, I want an A driver, and I don't think he has an A driver in his stable. And, and I think long-term, um, I mean, we just talked about it. Chip Ganassi Racing has how many championships? You're not going to win a championship with those guys right now. So if you say – so if, if Kurt clearly off the table for – I don't know where he's going, but, you know, Freddie likes him. I don't know what you're talking about. Where uh, – I mean, what other A drivers would Justin have as an option then? I don't, I don't know. But that's Justin's problem. It's not my problem. You can steal uh, someone. Uh, you you got to go get a guy, right? And, and nothing against Daniel Suarez, Xfinity Series champion. Nothing against Ross Chastain. He's won in trucks. He's won in Xfinity Series. He can drive a race car. But you have to have an A guy in your stable. You have to have an A guy to give Ross the A the car to do like a guy that makes the cars better. Not that that Ross can, but you know Ross can get everything he can out of a car. But you know, you, like you have you need an A at some point. But I'm spot on for Justin saying this because it gives hope. You know that um, he's getting sponsors to fund drivers that he wants to put in the car. You know, it's not well. You know, we said we've had this problem with people just bringing money and getting in cars. Now he's saying, I don't care if I got – I'm going to put this guy in a car because I want to. You know, and I think that gives – you know, that's how it used to be. That's how it used to be back in the day, right? I mean, early 2000s. Before that, it was, it was, well, this guy's a champion here. This guy's a champion here. This guy won this. He's won – he's got a room full of trophies. He's going to – we're going to put him in there. It, it gives turn, hope for the guys at the local track that are trying well, to Well, the guy it. that's winning races that, you know, like a um like a Josh Berry probably doesn't seem to have a ton of sponsorship following him, but when he gets in a race car, he goes fast in it. I would hire Ross Chastain. I would hire Josh Berry, but I'm going to hire me an A guy. Well, that yeah, first. definitely an A, but I'm saying like I'm talking about his comment about I think it's you know, that that's a product of him and his his group going out there working and f- securing funding too. You know, Justin, and, Justin Marks is rich. Well, I'm just saying it's nice for – He doesn't have to have money. Matt Colleague is rich. He doesn't have to have money. Like, at some point, though, you well, realize I don't want to spend my money. At some point. Yeah. I don't want to spend my money. I want to spend the sponsor's money. Uh, but it, it still takes money to do this. Yeah. Somebody's money. I mean, he's bringing people in. It seems – you know, he's – they've had some new sponsors and stuff, too. And I will say that Justin's usually really good at finding – He's find, he finds new new sponsors. Justin's awesome. I yeah. Love I, so. I, what he and Ty Norris are doing is awesome. I, I, yeah, again, I agree. I would hire Ross Chastain tomorrow, but at the end of the day, that's I mean, a, you got to have an A guy. That's an interesting dynamic over there because you're going to have two guys that race their asses off at all times, race hard, 
hard-nosed guys. And, you know, we've talked about it on here. Do you you want a teammate that you're working with or one you're competing against? And I feel like those are two guys that could easily be button heads and racing, you know, racing each other more so than helping each other. But, you know, it'll be be interesting to see how it plays out. Daniel Suarez, I mean, he's on a short lifeline if I'm the owner because he's year, what, six in the Cup Series right now? Will be next year? Yeah, will be next year. I mean, you, you, you didn't win at Gibbs. You didn't win at Stuart Haas. You're not winning here. And, look, this isn't the world that Michael Waltrip grew up in where if you don't win, you get to hang around 20 years. Yeah. Michael, obviously, at the end of his career, won a lot of huge races. But people aren't that patient anymore. Seats are filling up. Not many, not, not a whole lot of seats left. at the. No. Uh... I mean, Cole Custer's got to win. But how, how, what's his lifeline? How, how much time has he got left? How patient are you going to be? Spending fifteen million a year. I guess it depends on who, who's replaced. You know, who do you got that can put in there? It's too, an option. Though. But I will say, uh, back to Ross. I, I've in the last couple months, you know, I've Ross is uh, the second half of this year. He's really turned the corner. In my, you know, he's starting to. Yeah, we talk about cars too. The, those cars have been yeah, a lot but he faster. like he's making better decisions. He's getting more out. Like you say, he's not hitting the. He's making. Just making better decisions in the car, and it's showing. And that's and that's also a product. And you know, this is kind of Brett. I know Brett tried to beat into his head last year. Like, you've got a good car. Like, if you don't, a lot of times these guys that wreck these things or hit the fence or do, they're trying to make up for something. You know, you're you're you know a couple tenths off, and you're trying to push harder to make up for it. When you've got a car that's as fast as the forty two's been the last two months, you don't need that extra ten. You can run ninety percent and run your top ten, top twelve, whatever. You don't need to try that extra 10% and, and knock the right side off or get yourself in trouble. No. So, I mean, look, it just always goes back to the – especially the package we run now. The car is – I feel like it's 75 80% of the equation. Like it. it might even be more. It's more so yeah. now than it's ever been, yeah, in my opinion. Sure. Like, it's more so now than it has ever been. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Spot on, spot off, fan and driver engagement leading up to the playoffs as NASCAR reinstated its mask policies for indoor areas at tracks due to the Delta variant. Uh, Brett, since you had an opinion on this one. Well, I saw the picture after the race where Kyle Larson was there signing autographs for 25 fans and nobody had a mask on. And I just thought, man, that's going to be really risky if you're a driver if you're Austin Hill right now in the truck series going into a race in, what, two weeks? Gateway. Yeah, gateway. gateway. Yeah, gateway. Um, and I'm not, not going to be – I'm going to take the approach of I'm not going to be around a lot of people. You only have one chance to win the 2021 NASCAR championship in these three series. And I damn sure wouldn't ruin it by signing autographs. I wouldn't ruin it by going to a restaurant – I wouldn't ruin it by being out in public a whole lot. I would, I would literally isolate myself. And I'm Brett Griffin. I'm a guy who likes people. I like to have fun. But with the goal in mind of winning a championship, I would not risk it because if you get the flu 
if you get a cold, if you get food poisoning, guess what? You can still race. If you test positive for COVID, NASCAR is going to bench you. And if you're benched, unless you're Kyle Larson with a million-point bonus lead, maybe he can sign all the autographs he wants all the way to Phoenix, (laughs) you better keep your ass safe for your sake, for your sponsor's sake, for your owner's sake, and for your team member's sake. It's literally not worth it. I feel like you saw this in other sports, you know, hockey, football. When these guys got down to the playoffs, the Super Bowl, it's it, they basically went into a bubble. And and it was to protect these guys maybe from themselves of just, you know, we need you. You know, we're not going to be competitive without you. Obviously, these teams aren't going to win championships if the driver's side, sideline. And it goes for every, a lot of guys and their team, too, you know. You have to minimize the risk. Yeah. I worry more about there's some big sprint car races coming up, and I don't know if Kyle's planning on running in them or not. But I bet Rick Hendrick will squash that. I don't know. Maybe not right now, but when those playoffs start, how can you let that happen if you're Rick Hendrick? That is your investment. Rick Hendrick is literally out of his pocket paying for this guy to race. I mean, that's – and that is – right now it's their best championship shot, right, like, too. I mean, I would I would assume that he's going to run this week, which is the Knoxville Nationals, and then probably not much after that, I would assume. Because I think Saturday night's the Nationals, which – is risky because I'm pretty sure the big event they had at Knoxville last year was a disaster as far as COVID. Freddie and I went to Cocktail Cove, what, three weeks ago? Yeah, something like that. We floated with how many drivers? How many drivers uh, are out there? Four or five. Four or five drivers are out there. If it's the playoffs and Freddie and I go to Cocktail Cove and I see any of them guys, I'm going to tell them to their face, you're an idiot. If they're in the playoffs. If they're in the playoffs. There wasn't many playoff drivers. <laughs> well, yeah, there was a couple. There was a couple. Yeah. There was there was for sure one. There one. was for sure one, and there's for sure one Xfinity guy. Yeah. But I'm going to tell them right now, you're an idiot. Get get on your boat and go home. TJ, you agree with me or no? I wouldn't be there. If I'm a playoff guy right now, and I'm not chancing it. it the, pro- the problem isn't that you're going to get COVID. The problem is, and not be able to do your job, the problem is NASCAR's not going to let you do your I job. I didn't understand. One thing I looked at the picture I thought was weird. These weren't people with hot passes. These were – I don't know where this was. It was just random people. I, didn't, well, I mean, unless you don't need a hot off. pass. Victory Lane, where Victory Lane yeah, is between there. the garages there. Yeah, but so, I mean, that and that's – There's campers right there. They just, have um, – Yeah, I don't – And after the race, give it's access, probably access, yeah. They'll give, like, post-race access or – They used to, anyways. Because so. I don't remember now. Is there things in place to get a – uh, to get a VIP pass or no? You can through spot through teams, but it's limited. It's still not wide open. But even after the race, if he goes to Victory Lane, does his media, by that time, there's probably nobody working them gates. You're talking oh, an yeah. hour after the race. At that point, everyone's pretty much gone except for the, you know, a handful of fans. Listen, but, I love the fact that Kyle Larson is signing autographs. Yeah, there's nothing I, wrong I, with that. I, I, I'm not. I'm not. This isn't about Kyle Larson. This is about the opportunity of a lifetime for every single guy that's playoff eligible. Don't f- it up. That you don't know when your last win is going to be. There might you never know. Nor your last playoff appearance. Nor your last chance to be top five in points. You never know. Win the championship. You don't know. We've seen a guys win a race and then go a year and a half before the next win. I mean, it's happened. Look at Denny. I mean, Michael Jordan in his freaking documentary. What did he say about the headache pill? He said. So they said. You know, he he had he had a leg injury, and they told him that you know. You could play on it, but there's a 10% chance that you, if you hurt it again, you're going to end your career. And the owner said to him, if, you know, he's like, I want to play, obviously. He was a competitor. He wanted to play. So he said, well, if you 
what if I told you I'm going to give you the ten percent chances? So I'm going to give you a pill with a bottle with ten pills in it, and you got a headache, and these are aspirin, but one of them in that one of them ten could kill you. Would you take the aspirin? And he said, "It'll depends on how bad my fucking head hurts." Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I don't, you know, but yeah, like I don't know. I, it's just, I mean, you. Th- you There's a difference th- in ending your career and killing you, though. Yeah, well, I'm just, <laughs> it's I mean, the same one, analogy. You, could you don't play basketball way. again, but you still have a pretty. You, you retire say, well. You could say, well, not at that point because he was. This is only like a, a two second years in. Yeah, yeah it's like a second season. So it uh, wasn't like he was at the end of his career. Air Jordan didn't exist yet. Yeah, no. Um, but I mean, it's saying that you see the numbers and it's always like, you know, 1%, but I mean, if there's a hundred, there's 25 in that picture, there's no telling how many are not in that picture. And if one of those hundred people that are in that, you know, he sees after that race, have it and, and transfer it. Well, that's the risk you were taking with that 1%. People are idiots. People, you know, you send out a tweet, man, if I were a playoff guy, I wouldn't do this when it you gets close to play block button. Well, Kyle Larson, I'm not talking about Kyle Larson. You idiots. People cannot literally not read and comprehend writing anymore. It's unbelievable. Hey, real quick, do we have a pass for the lead? We didn't even have a pass for the lead. It was on pit road, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, Larson passed Truex on the pit mm-hmm. road, yeah. Yeah, so we didn't even have, like, the last pass. Like, they didn't even got a chance to race each other. Okay. Like, how is that a good race? 83% of people disagree with you. 750 <laughs> package, short race. I mean, I could see if those – and we've had like, – Jeff Gluck said he's going to stop doing the poll because people vote yes on 750. Because That's all it's, they do. It's, it's skewed. And it's uh, the driver's skewed big time. Yeah, like it. Yeah, it, and that was a, that was a big part of it because Chase made it exciting because Chase was the fastest car at the end of the race, so he's blowing through. So all the Chase fans thought it was a great race. I'm yeah. sure. Spot on, spot off. The Cup Series will run the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Road Course for the first time ever this weekend instead of the ro- the oval. The spot, spot on, spot off, TJ. I'm spot on. I'm ready to try something else there. And I think we need some adjusting on the the formats for the road course stuff, like we were talking about. But it's every time we go to a new road course, it's usually pretty exciting. And the first races are usually, I mean, I think they're okay. Most of the time, Daytona road course was pretty good. I am one thousand percent spot off. I hate to be the guy to say this. Yeah, we so are running. We are running. Too many road courses. I am, man, we, people go, oh, man, NASCAR, the good old days, NASCAR. We made our living on ovals. We are, why in the hell are we running all these road courses? And now we're going to the second most famous racetrack, arguably the most famous racetrack in America. I personally love Daytona more. We're going to one of the most famous racetracks in America, and we're running the road course. This makes Zero sense. Yeah. I mean, you even look at a guy like, you know, I wish we should call Briscoe on this because Briscoe's an Indiana guy and, you know, he wins last year. I think it's probably like one of his first attempts at Indy. He wins For and sure. it's on the road course. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, yeah, I dreamt about, you know, in his interviews, like, I dreamt about winning here growing up. Yeah, but did you dream about winning on the road course? No. Like, there's no way. You know, it's just definitely a different feel. It's just the allure of Indianapolis. And if we're going to listen, I'm good with just taking Indianapolis off of the NASCAR schedule because, listen, it's not a racetrack built for our kind of cars. It's not, it's just never going to be conducive to good racing. Now, the road course might be better, but it's not the same. And, and I was good with, you know, going to another, like, go to IRP or figure something out. But, you know, if we're going to be running at Indianapolis Motor Speedway, we should just run the oval because that's the brickyard, that's the tradition, that's the you know, like you said, the most one of the most we're, famous. We're ovals literally in the world. not even running the brickyard. 
because the brickyard is the oval that was made out of bricks. I mean, we're, we're running the freaking grass in the infield. We're crossing the bricks. <laughs> yeah, freaking three foot of them backwards. Yeah, backwards. Uh, yes. Less. I'm sorry. I, I think that I, so, fans I mean, are going to hear I'm, this, and fans are going to either love it or hate it. We're going to too many road courses. I think we need to go to road courses the same frequency we go to plate races. One every quarter of the season. Agree. And you have four road courses I'm down and with that. be done with it. You I'm know? down with that. I think I, mean, I don't know why you would go to you know, would you are we gonna go to eight? Six, seven, eight. What yeah. are we doing? I mean we're at seven we now, now and you're talking about are a street seven? course. Seven now and we're talking about a street course for next year. So that's eight. So what do you remove? Indy? The only one? Indy. Um I would go to either Coda or Road Daytona America. Daytona Road Course. Daytona Road Course. Yeah. Bye. The Roval. See ya. You know, if we're going to go to road courses, let's go to road courses. Let's not go to ovals that are kind of conv- built into road courses. Um, you know, it's just it's a that's disaster. three right there. If you take the three, if you take the three rovals out of the equation, that's your four road course races. Fire whoever keeps wanting to go to all these road courses. I've got a question for you first. If Indy like it's not built for stock cars or whatever, how did it for 15 years put on such a big event? It, like it still wasn't a great race. It was just a big event because yeah. it was Indianapolis. How did it sustain itself for those 15 years? It, Jason, it would still be sustaining itself if we didn't have that tire debacle where we could only run eight laps at the time. Yeah, um, because look, look at Watkins Glen. What tell me in the state of New York? It's a big state. Tell me in the state of New York where you would want to go this past weekend and have more fun than Watkins Glen, New York. Oh, nowhere in the state of New York. I could think of a couple places on the <laughs> Dude, that place is – they're there lined up on Wednesday to get in that place. They, they do. And, they, 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 and it don't it, matter. It's the place to be, and it just so happens they run some races. I saw people leaving Sunday morning. Indianapolis, man, was the same like, thing. Like, it, 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 it's a culture thing, Jason. I think, again, we should not be on a road course there. If we're going to run at Indianapolis, run at the Brickyard, on the Oval, or go to IRP. Don't – well, this is, this is a stupid idea. I'm sorry. Tell us how you really feel. I am. <sighs> I was, and I was okay. I was not bad. I was fine last year with Xfinity Road Course and Cup on the Oval. Me you, too. You know, that was okay, – I'm okay with that because that's kind of similar to, like, your Indy 500 weekend where, where Indy cars go and run the road course the week before and then they run the Indy 500 or, you know, a couple weeks before, whatever. And then they run – so, you know, I'm good with – if you want to have a race on the road course, sure, run the Xfinity on the road – run the trucks, whatever, on the road course – and then have the cup cars on the oval. I will tell you guys this. That racetrack is – I don't know how old it is. It's old. It's really old, yeah. It is pristine. Roger oh, yeah. Penske oh. has that place absolutely immaculate. It is as clean as any racetrack we go to. And It looks other, like you're walking into Disney. There's not a uh, – it's so clean. Other racetracks need to take note. The operations guys there – Hats off to you guys. I don't know if any of you guys listen, but if you do, hats off. That place. I is think that's part of the why that place is able to sustain too, is because it's it it's. You look at that place, you're like, man, this place is terrible. I ain't going back here. The the renovations they've done and how they keep it up, like you don't mind going back to it because it's just well, like you walk we in there. When like, we wow. went last year and sat and turned one to spot, which by the way was the worst spotter location I've ever had in my <laughs> career. I cannot believe how clean the bathrooms oh, were. It's ridiculous. How clean the asphalt was. The how seats, clean our seats were. Everything. I mean, unbelievable. Yeah, and that's like that's part of the reason I just think people want to go there. But though. I'm going to shift gears here a minute. If I'm a fan and I'm within three hour driving distance to that racetrack, I'm going to go to this race because it's going to be a yeah. show. Because we've never done it. Most first times are. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
Tour Bumper Clear podcast is brought to you by our friends at RacingUSA.com, America's online headquarters for NASCAR merchandise. RacingUSA.com has a wide assortment of drivers' diecasts, apparel, hats, helmets, novelties, and collectibles for the sport's most popular drivers. For example, RacingUSA.com currently has more than 500 different collectible diecast cars available for 39 drivers, including this weekend's Kyle Larson Watkins Glen race winning diecast. Items in your cart are automatically discounted. You can upgrade your orders to expedited shipping to no additional cost. You are guaranteed the lowest pre-order prices, and your in-stock orders are shipped the next business day. You can select from a wide assortment of the newest, officially licensed diecast, apparel, hats, helmets, novelties, and collectibles from the sport's most popular drivers, many of which are exclusive to RacingUSA.com. You're doing business with an independently owned company that has met the test of time for more than 20 years. You can also enter to win this month's $200 gift card. And they've just added the ability for customers to pay for their orders over four easy payments. Why would you not shop at RacingUSA.com? So whenever you want something new to show your support for your favorite driver, shop RacingUSA.com, America's online headquarters for NASCAR merchandise for more than 20 years. Time for Reaction Theater. All I got to say is poor Kyle Weatherman, because it was probably freaky for him at the time, but watching him run away from that car just reminded me of that scene in Talladega Nights where Ricky Bobby's convinced he's on fire. Uh, Glad he's okay, though, but that was pretty freaky, him getting out under green. Uh, TJ, there's not enough love for you around here. You don't suck. He sucks. What happened with Weatherman? So I think the dash burned up or something. Um, I I guess it was on fire or burning what I heard. This is all rumor. I don't know, but it was... It was smoking, or the dash was burning up for like two laps, and then I guess maybe it caught fire, and he stopped. And I looked at the big screen. I'm sure I don't know where you were for the Xfinity race I at that point. Top. I was up top, but I mean, we're under green, and there's somebody said there's like NASCAR come on the radio and said there's a car stopped in the S's somewhere. It was not. It wasn't. They weren't talking about Weatherman. And as they're talking about that, I see Weatherman just sitting on the door of his car under green on the back stretch. I'm like, oh god. And then he gets out and runs away, and I was I was I was writing him in as my one idiot until I found out maybe he was on fire. So, but he got well, out. It, he reached back in there and put it in gear. Did he? Yeah, he got out. Then it, the car started rolling backwards on him, so he reached back in there and jammed it in gear. Then went over and hopped over the guardrail. <laughs> what a crazy turn of events that was. He did look like Ricky Bobby for a minute. Y'all be careful around TJ today. Anytime he hears a noise, he's going to be looking over his shoulder hoping Brad ain't about to hit him in the butt. <laughs> God forbid, Brad, I'm proud of you because I thought when Freddie said you were going to be spotting from the bus stop of Watkins Glen, you were going to end up downtown lost somewhere. So glad to see you made it safe and sound. Holla, boys. I kind of lost track of what he was saying in the middle there a little bit, but yeah. Freddie! Freddie! Woo! Man, I went through that tweeter box thing machine and I saw a you know, photo of your house with that couch in it and i just got one question one single question what the ever loving is that i know right i heard it was big but that thing's got its own weather system you can leave it outside and just live in it i mean it's so damn big you light on fire in the middle of a raging snowstorm at jfk and land the big birds Woo! that thing is huge no wonder you hang around with another spotter it takes two of you to move your family through the living room poor megan must wake up in the middle of the night i can hear the words echoing in her head cushion corner clear what the f- what was, was he describing that? i was worried he was talking I, about something was else. that dillner it sounded like dillner. i don't think so 
<laughs> was it your Donor's couch? Donor's not that creative like that. That guy was too witty. Did you hear, speaking of Dillner, it's off topic. Did you hear Dillner's call of this Bowman Gray stadium stock race the other night? No. I, hold on. Let's, yeah, I mean, let's you got, play. We got to hear I it. I mean, we've got to hear it. Jason, you've heard this, right? No. What? Uh, even better. Hold on. This was one of the... So there's a car that runs... I think they're called stadium stocks. They're like the four cylinders of uh, Bowman Gray. And there's a car called the Pintang, right? And it's, Is that like the, it's the furry half, car? At, it's kind of... <laughs> it's half uh, Mustang, half Pinto. And Dillner loves this thing. 69 car. 69, nice. Wait, they're coming Blake to check her. Two more turns, but here comes Kratz. Kratz gets into him. Oh. Side by side. Here comes the Pintang. And Pintang wins. <laughs> Pintang. <laughs> he sounds like one of them announcers from overseas that they record and put on there. <laughs> I mean, um, Dillner was excited about that. Yeah, I mean, is there a... Can we, like, like uh, do a... Let's start a, f- a GoFundMe to rent like three of them one time on an off weekend. Oh, have Dillner announce it. Yeah, yeah we'll, 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 us three will race. How much is it to do it? It can't be much. Why do we got to start a GoFundMe? TJ, you make 200 grand a year. Just go to GoPro. Look at that thing. No, no. We need to go to Bowman Gray. If Freddie sells his couch, we can afford to rent one of these things. <laughs> if someone doesn't take that picture of Freddie's couch and put it on the other side of the garden with a car weatherman sitting on it or something at Watkins Glen. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't remember posting a picture on my couch, but maybe Megan did. I maybe know. Megan might have. All right, DBC. Got to give a shout out to a uh, guy that introduced many people into your podcast. Listened to it for three or four years. Passed away last week. Pour one out for the great Caleb Johnson. Loved you guys. Love seeing what y'all do. Let's have one for him. All right. We'll have one for old Caleb. Man, Freddie's going to pop the top on this whiskey again. Thanks for listening, Caleb. Love you, buddy. Hope you RIP there. I did. um, (laughs) Freddie, that's still bad. Cheers. I did pass the guy, and I didn't realize it was him after the race. I passed the guy that uh, overslept for Atlanta. Jimmy Wax. I saw him. I wanted to. We went by him like, damn, that guy. Oh, that's the guy that missed the Atlanta race or whatever. I I made it. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, he texted me during the race. I think he's coming to Daytona. I told him I'd give him a couple hot passes. Because I'm that nice, he's a, Casey. He's hey, TJ, guy. you're awesome. Freddie, huh? Fred Griffin? I want a beer with you. Yes. Let's go. Have a beer with you. All right. Collins are so weird this week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think they're all Jason's buddies. <laughs> yeah. no, that's not true. We give you Was guys, that Andrew? We, we, no. give you guys <laughs> we give you two off weeks, and you all go out and do some weird <laughs> <laughs> Where are we at here? Last one. Oh, I know who this is. Hey, Pantang wins. <laughs> they call him fast, but that's a lie. He runs in last, because he can't drive. He couldn't even pass that mother their <laughs> coat. Cars held together with duct tape and hope. Poor Anthony Alfredo. <laughs> this guy's going to have to come on the show. He has earned the right oh to sit on in the show and have an opinion for an hour with us. 
When did Jeb Burton learn to play the guitar? I mean, this is <laughs> Dude, this guy's going to get a record deal do, off of this show. We need a music video. We need Mike Davis to front the money, and let's do a music video. Good luck. Alex oh. will shoot it. Dilner will produce it or direct it. Jason can produce it. Commentate it. Casey can wear bikinis and post it all over Instagram like she does on vacation. <laughs> and it'll be a hit. With her Ritz crackers. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that line... It's held together by duct tape and hope. <laughs> <laughs> I want to meet this guy. What does he look like? Does he look as good as he sounds? Jeb, send us a picture. Come on the show. <laughs> Do we know, Jason? Jeb, no, Jeb really don't know. send me a picture. <laughs> I'm good on a picture, but if you want to come into the studio, that's fine. I'm good on pictures. Jeb, what are you wearing? <laughs> Khakis. Khakis. <laughs> Tim- Timmy Hill walked into the... We were leaving for the truck race on Friday... Timmy Hill walked in. I'm like, hey, Timmy from State Farm. <laughs> Do you have khakis on? Yeah, these like short khakis. These khakis are short. I'm like, hey, Timmy, State Farm. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh, it's Jeb, that, Jeb, that's good. Jeb's killing it. As Solid always. job, as always. To leave an audio message 24-7, go to anchor.fm slash clear and click the message icon. We'll keep playing the best ones each week on the show. Or ask Jeb how to do it because he's yeah. got it down. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Offer pad question of the week. If you had to spend a week in your home with just one other member of the DVC crew, oh no, who would you choose and why? Brett. I'm going to choose Casey. God. Do That's I want to she, can she, There's no way. Can Do she I refuse? Want to know? <laughs> <laughs> I refuse. I'm used to living in a freaking mess, and I saw how she left that airplane, so I'd be right at home. It'd be awesome. I literally hate you. Freddie. Uh, process of elimination. It can't be Brett because we would die. Uh, TJ would drive me crazy. Yeah, I'm Casey's cuter than I am. Casey's got to babysit, so I, I, it's got to be Jason, I guess. Yeah, to, uh, Jason. We'll have a great week. Bring all the white claws, and we'll, we'll, I'll teach you how to do shots. Sounds good. I uh, my initial reaction was going to be Casey, but then I realized how neat I am and <laughs> how messy Casey is. So, you know, I hope everybody realizes I, that hey, this is a yet. front that I'm Brett puts on yet. because he's actually really nice when he's not on the show. You know that first time you let a kid feed themselves in their own high chair? <laughs> the one you take a picture of and it's all over their face. That's what the plane looked like. Look like okay, there. Um, but I I would still I would still pick Casey anyway. Thank you. Thank you, and so my, kind. And my Dyson vacuum cleaner. I, so so when are the three of us going away for a week? I, I would, maybe I would pick Casey just to give Chad a break. Maybe I just. <gasps> Chad Drebbles, <laughs> are you kidding me? Poor Chad. He literally, I don't know what he's happened. never here. I don't know what happened this week, but I saw Chad for five days and he won like three races. We were in know. line at the TSA. He looked at me and was like, save me. <laughs> 
That's that. such a lie. He held up he a slip sheet of paper. He slept the Blink whole plane. Blink twice if you need help. He slept the whole plane ride. He did okay? Morse code for SOS. Did he have headphones in? Yes, he had headphones the in and he slept. Oh, your chair. my gosh. He was Poor. tapping Morse code on the back of your chair. Did Poor you guy. hear that? What? He said Chad, had, she said Chad had his headphones on while she had the screaming kid. Yeah. Yeah, he slept. So everybody. We had a sure. stomach virus. He so you were in better shape than us. If Keely had not been sick, Keely threw up all day Friday on vacation, which was amazing, by the way. Wake <laughs> up at 6 a.m. to, I'm like, uh-oh, what's, that's not, oh, that's not normal. Um, had Keely not been sick, she would have held Chloe the whole flight because she loves kids. Well, thank you. And she wouldn't have made a mess like that. <laughs> we can move on, Casey. You're in yeah, charge. thank Just you. Just keep moving. Go get a cash offer on your home today with our presenting sponsor, OfferPad.com. Time for the Xfinity X5 More Than Fast Moment. It's that time again where we discuss our favorite Xfinity X5 More Than Fast Moments. Whether you're on or off the track, speed isn't the only thing you need. What were your favorite More Than Fast Moments this week? Freddie. I'll go to the Xfinity race and Ty Gibbs coming back from two bad restarts to beat probably the two best or were the best road course racers in the Xfinity series in Austin Sindrick and A.J. Allmendinger and just the fact that how fast he got through the bus stop in <laughs> the closing laps of that race will be a more than fast moment for me. I hate to do this, but my more than fast moment is going to be something that didn't happen. It's going to be something that's about to happen. I think the spotter staying is going to see major shakeups, and we're going to see some guys moving more than fast ever to get new jobs. I think Tyler Green mm. holds the key to what happens because he could stay at Ganassi. He could potentially try to go with his Xfinity Series driver, or he could potentially try to go with his existing driver, Kurt Busch. And I think once that domino falls, we have a more than fast moment for spotters moving around. TJ. I'm going to go with a guy that's won the last two truck races on completely different types of racetracks. I'm going to go with Austin Hill. Quietly won the disaster. He won the Derek Krause 150 at uh, Knoxville um, <laughs> or whatever it was. Um, and then he puts in another solid run at uh, Watkins Glen. So that's pretty impressive to go and, and do that. And He won everything at Watkins Glen, right? Both stages and the race. Uh, he won the first stage. Yeah, I don't think he won the first stage, but he from there on out, he yeah. he short pitted. And I was having a follow on Twitter. I was traveling, but I agree, man. More than fast for sure. Yeah, he's doing good. Man, we like it fast here on Door Bumper Clear, but what we really like is being more than fast. Thankfully, there's always a ton of action for our Xfinity X5 more than fast moments. You know what else is more than fast? Xfinity X5. With a speed for all your devices, you get the reliability and security that keeps your crew. My favorite part, connected <laughs> and protected. On the track, being more than fast means you've got the teamwork and strategy to win. With Xfinity x you can do more of what you love with faster internet and a powerful and secure connection. Follow at Xfinity Racing on Twitter for even more Xfinity X5 more than fast moments. And don't forget to vote for your favorites, Casey. Thank you to Xfinity, proud premier partner of NASCAR. Hey, what's up, DBC fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. Well, first of all, Freddie, the best part is it's free. There's nothing better than using a free, awesome service. To make the process simple and easy, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. 
Anchor helps people find your show by distributing the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Also, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I like, I like money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We love using Anchor. It's a great platform that lets us hear from the fans in Reaction Theater with Anchor's Leave a Message feature. So when you create your account with Anchor, you can also utilize their feature and make your own podcast. TJ will be your first guest. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. What an idiot, and I'd like to nominate Brett for being an idiot this week. <laughs> Just you, this week? Are you sure? In general. Not, idiot's not the word you want to use. Yep. I'm going to keep it PG. <laughs> Brett, who's your what an idiot this week? I, I mean, there's so many candidates, and, and there's literally thousands of them on Twitter. Thousands. Um, it's got to be the guy that got out of the car under green with a fake fire. There might not have been a fake fire. Hey, you weren't in there. What an idiot. <laughs> I've never seen that. I'll I was literally you. watching this play out from the from – the, the, the freaking second spotter stand where you had to fist fight to get a spot to be able to see the race. And I'm watching down this long straightaway, and this car parks, and this guy jumps out and takes off running. And I'm like, what just happened? He got fire ants in there? Like, what happened? So I'm going to go same race, different car. The six? The six. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what? Jason, can you look up? I don't even know what this guy's name was. But it was it was like two M's, like Mike Mural. It was, this guy first, he can't even get his car off pit road to start the race. Like they're sitting yeah. there trying to get him off. We're coming around, they're trying to push him out of the way so that we can do our pit road really. speed. So now he's floundering around like beh- way behind everybody and Half just goes and <laughs> buries this thing by me in the in the in the carousel wall. Yep. I don't know how I don't, he wasn't going fast enough. I didn't think to wreck that hard. And then I see, I look up. And this is all. The, these are only the moments I saw. There's only, there's no telling what happened at the times I didn't see, but uh, they're lapping him, and he just drives. He's all over the place through the bus stop, sliding through the grass, comes out all over the place. Like, let, let me tell you the dumbest thing. How did, some of these which guys which you didn't see. Remember when the five car went firewall deep into the tires in the bus stop? Yeah. The six there are seventeen safety trucks and forty two people on a racetrack. He came by there running one hundred and thirty miles an hour. Had we been at an oval and had David Hoots been in the booth, he would have left the booth and went down there and kicked that guy's ass. You've never seen anybody be so stupid around safety equipment. The five? He is is, the six. six. He was one part breaking away from literally putting three people's lives in jeopardy. This guy, first of all, I don't know his name. Second of all, I don't know how he gets qualified to run a race of this caliber. Xfinity Series should be extremely difficult to be qualified to come and do. And this guy runs dead last, a half a lap down in Rex, which is stupid. But then he comes by here, and it clearly NASCAR didn't know it, or they would have went nuts on this guy. Oh, yeah. He was running. They don't like that at all. He, yeah, they shouldn't either. He was running entirely too fast to be around this equipment at a part of the racetrack where if something does go wrong, you're literally going to be pointed right at him. So well, you're, you're absolutely right. What do you got for a name, Jason? Michael Munley. Michael Munley, congratulations. Yeah. You're an idiot. First of all, that guy, when, I, when the camera on the front stretch – goes to where the six wrecked. You looked at that wreck and you were like, whoa, that wow. dude hit hard. And then he backs it out and drives back to pit road, and then they fix it and he keeps going. I mean, here's me, me, I, me, and, me and Hayden Reeves were literally in tears laughing at how 
bunch of an idiot. Here's what I, maybe I should change my what an idiot because if it was me, what an idiot, I would have. Maybe it was the crew because the crew should have just let the six minute clock run out. Like, yeah, we're cutting stuff here. We're good. Hold on, <laughs> give it a minute. Uh, oh, oh yeah. we're out of time. We expired. Son we're of done. A yeah, like. How yeah. much that guy pay to run that? Race? I don't know, but it ain't enough. And and I've worked for Johnny Davis. You know Johnny Davis. All Johnny Davis wants to do is not wreck Finish. his equipment. Finish. He just he don't care if it's thirty fifth or third. As long as the car don't get scratched, he's happy. And that thing was scratched, killed. According to his Twitter, he's a JD Motorsports intern. That's what it looked like. Probably social media or parts washer. So TJ, <laughs> who you got? Ah, uh, well, I've got a. I think we're kind of forgetting what happened in the beginning of the truck race when when you go into turn one and a guy goes from the far left of the track to the far right of the track. And it's a championship contender. um, Which, but that. Who? Who was was it? That was John Hunter. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't see that. Comes all the way from, goes from the left to the right, clips maybe the 99 on the left rear quarter panel, sends him off like. It was chaos in turn one, which was kind of fun. It was interesting. I lost like 13 spots because we had to go way out wide. But that that's up there. The six is up there. Um, I had another good one from the truck race, but I can't remember it. And then I started thinking about football, and I started thinking about the idiots and um, the Panthers that let Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean go to Buffalo. <laughs> so... Uh, I don't know. Maybe I, mean, I need to give John Hunter those glasses. He, I never got them. Maybe oh, by he the way, just keep them. I did run into him at Knoxville, and he said he was. Uh, he asked if you had gotten your glasses yet. I saw him at Pocono, and I said, "Where's those glasses at?" And he said, "You ain't sent me this prescription yet." I said, "Well, it's got to be the strongest one they make, whatever it is." <laughs> well, you might want to let your driver try them. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Is he far sighted or near sighted? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> whatever. Right. Whatever it costs. Whatever it is. Whichever one makes you run to the back of people. Is, <laughs> Is what he is. Think you've heard all the stories from racing's past? Think again. Dirty Mo Media's newest podcast, glorious, white knuckle, God fearing, spun out and half turned over racing stories, immortalizes the greatest people and moments in motorsport. This podcast is a nostalgic throwback experience in a modern day vehicle that celebrates racing's glory years. Join me, Rick Houston, each week as I uncover stories that you'll need to hear to believe. You can find glorious racing stories on DirtyMoMedia.com and all major podcast platforms. DVC picks. After Watkins Glen, Freddie wins with his pick of Kyle Busch, still leading with a score of 12 to 7 to 5, with Brett in second and then TJ last. We're going to have to reset like the cup drivers do. I don't know if I saw Chris Busher all day. Like, I don't even know if I saw where he finished is pretty much where he was all day. By the way, you were on my idiot list, too. I was. Yeah, well, your your guy's last corner was. Oh, my God. Bubba? Bubba dude. He deserves it for that We're three, four crawlings back. Not even close enough to even attempt to pass. And Bubba goes into the last corner in the right front, smoke, and misses the corner. We beat him at the line by, like, a foot. Like, wouldn't happen in my section. <laughs> well, you were in the car already <laughs> at that point. <laughs> TJ, you uh, are up first for Indy. Who you is Almendinger running? No. Is Cindric running or he's done? Yes, he's running. Cindric is running, but I think I already I think I already used him up. I did. 
and he finished 38th at Coda. Or not Coda, uh, Road America. Solid work by me. Man, I got to go with a guy that's been running decent lately, especially at road courses. Chase Briscoe. He did have a good run yesterday. He's won this place. He's won here before. He's so. got some experience. I like that pick. I'm going to go with Austin Cindric. Christopher <laughs> Bell. Bell's been on fire road courses. Freddie got lucky because when we picked good guys, our good guys had luck, and Freddie took advantage he of that. Did. He did. <laughs> so. All right. Well, heading into Indy, if you guys are in the area, make sure you go to the BC39, too. That should be a fun one. Freddie will tell you how much he loves Major I Racing. love Indy. Hey, listen to this. Ryan Newman, 38th. Chase Elliott, 21st. Kurt Busch, 39th. Uh, Brad Keselowski, 33rd. That Those are solid. Chris Rebell, 24th. Sounds like you suck at picking. Uh, it sounds like I am. I've only got one. The one Chase Briscoe, right? I am sorry if you have bad luck. <laughs> sorry. The races I've won, I think I only had one guy out of the top ten. Hey, it's Freddie's birthday week. We mentioned that. Probably. It's probably why we've what been day drinking is your birthday actually on? Friday. Friday the 13th. Oh. I was born on Friday the 13th. Probably explains a lot. How old are you going to be? Hmm. 39. You're not going to be that old. Yeah. 39. No wonder you got so much gray in your beard. Jeez. 39. I don't know if it's I don't know if catch me if Megan or Bubba, up. but one of them has been Yeah, you got a lot of gray in my gray lately. Yeah. Wow. But yeah. I didn't shave from the race morning of the last race and I shaved Friday Thursday night before we left for uh the Glam and I had like one or two tiny like That's where small it gray hairs. <laughs> so, but, I mean, you I started you with got one a lot. Or, I started with one or two about five years ago, and now look at me. You I like, feel like it's grown just in the last few months. Oh, you look like you got Stevie Reeves going off white. your chin. It's going to be all white <laughs> soon, I guess. What are we going to do for your 40th if you make it that long? I know. Yeah, I was going to say, first of Megan all, you got to so get there. Megan says to me, she says, I've already got your 40th birthday plan played out, uh, planned out. Damn. I was like, all right, cool. She's like, I just got to enlist the help of like Brett and Rob. And I was like, I'm not interested. <laughs> well, my Rob's my best friend from back home, and Brett's an idiot, so... I'm like, maybe I don't think I want to go to that party. How does my phone know it's your birthday? Look, Freddie <laughs> birthday, Friday. It's on your calendar. All right. Well, Jason's probably going to hate this right. as we continue talking. He's looking at Jason, me. Like, he missed us. I haven't seen Jason in a month. And or, he's literally had nothing to do for two weeks. Brett, next week you can do an Outer Banks it. review after you watch the Dude, show. Dude, I love that show. It's my favorite show. We're almost, I'm almost done with it. Don't talk about yeah, it. Wait till next week. Next I'm not week, almost Robert. done with it, but the Take guy. Take your headset off because so he's going to say something. The episode that I'm watching, <laughs> the guy just fell off the top of the pagoda. He's only. You're only on. You just started, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm like episode five. Yeah. Is that the show I walked by? My wife was watching. Is it the one? Like I saw some. They're all really hot. Some kids were the yeah. girls. Yeah, TJ's guys. definitely was the, the guys. I was say the girls was were it, not that hot. They were uh, videoing. They were videoing some dude Plus and the gun. Age. The drain. The gun went down a drain yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that was it. that show. Yeah. yeah. I watched okay, one she's watched it. Yeah. All right. Next have week. You watched Ted Lasso. Jason, no, let's have yeah. a dude. It's hilarious. Bring some white claws over. We'll watch it. Well, thank you all, as always, for listening. Let's drag the show out a little bit more for Jason. So, uh, <laughs> Knoxville Nationals right. this week. You got yes. to everybody go. If, uh, you know, if you're not in Indy, go to Knoxville. That's that's probably I that's on my that's list. on my bucket list of races. Chad I last go night to. tried to say, "Oh, hey, like, what if I went on Friday?" And I said, "Oh, hey, no." What? Go for the truck race. It's the Knoxville Nationals. <laughs> uh, 
like Casey said, BC 39s next week. Midget racing's fun. I had fun. It is fun. And if you do go there, take a trip through the uh, Sprint Car Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. The only thing and I can tell you, if you ever go midget racing, do not let Chris Wyndham do your travel. That's the only thing I can tell you. Why? Didn't you because, ride with him? Yes, I did. Okay, well, and I don't want, how much did you pay him to t- say your name in victory lane? I didn't pay him anything. Mm-hmm. Just got, You did just, nothing. You literally sat, we probably had a beer. I spot my ass off. uh but no i mean i don't know what he planned but he like we had i think we drove seven hours to the the hotel every night after the races so we need to find a happy medium because that schedule i'm just doing his piss chasing off at this point but (laughs) the the cup like the nascar schedule is we start a little too early and we end early so we can enjoy our night and that schedule like starts too late because then you get out, it's like 11. So I need to find some kind of happy medium. Because you don't start until Where the, 6 the, o'clock. The dirt races? Yeah, like the midget races, we didn't you start till like 6 o'clock. Especially when they're on So then you're done by... The West Coast. And the one that drove me like crazy... the outlaw races are done quick. Yeah, they're yeah. quick. But like the, the one midget race we went to, like they start, we were going to be out of there like 8 o'clock, and they took an hour-long intermission to work the track. I'm like, you sons of... Welcome to my life. Hey, can we, go to oh. that, can we go to that bar Friday night? That beaver bar? You want to go to the beaver bar? We should we should clarify it's the wild beaver it's a karaoke. Okay, Jason is wild. literally So the crew kept going on and on for forty-five more minutes, talking about every little thing that came to mind. So we decided to end this week's story here. The end. Check out Dirty Mo Media on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo.